the mask mandate has finally been lifted. You don't have to wear the mask mandate in numerous places around the province. You still will have to wear your mask on public transit and at high-risk settings like long-term care homes. But otherwise, unless a business asks you to put it on, you won't have to wear it anymore. It's your choice. You can choose to wear it. I'm going to choose to keep mine on. I know the the premier has said he's going to keep his on for a few more days. Uh, a lot of people are going to exercise caution, but there are some people, and you saw them over the weekend, maybe you're that person, just couldn't wait. Like, you know what? It's They're coming off Monday anyways. You know, I'm going to take a chance here. I'm taking my mask off. I'm going into a public setting, and I'm just going to take the risk. And it is now we're in a situation where we have to start living with COVID-19, and you have to assess your risk. Now, some of us are at higher risk than others, right? So I have to wonder how concerned people working in long-term care are. Marianne Home is a long-term care home in Richmond Hill that caught my eye. I was reading about it the other day. It has had not one case of COVID-19 in its residence since the pandemic began. Just think about that. Long-term care homes were ravaged throughout this pandemic by COVID-19. The CEO of Marianne Home, Bernard Borland, joins the Kelly Cotrera Show just to talk about uh, the challenges that they're facing now with the lifting of restrictions and how they managed to have such a great track record. Welcome to the show. Great to have you on. Thank you for having me. Let's start off with how you managed to avoid even one case of COVID-19 with uh, your residents since the pandemic started two years ago. It's been a big challenge, but it all started on the early goings with early planning and communication uh, with our team. Um, as well as communication with the residents' families. Uh, that was very huge in our success uh, because, as you know, when uh, ministry policies came out, I uh, reviewed them and I made enhancements to them if we didn't have them in place already. So we uh, strengthened our policies. And when did you start doing that? Because I, be- I believe you were ahead of the curve. Well, the planning started, uh, the actual day was January 20th. Uh, 2020, I was on the phone call. I was on the phone with uh, my HR consultant, uh, Vicky Scott, and uh, we began talking because I was uh, getting the situational reports uh, from the ministry and seeing that there was some issues in China, as well as I had two staff members on vacation, um, and they were calling me to ask me to send them PPE supplies, which was odd. Okay, so you knew, um, I, I understand, based on your experience with SARS, what to do. And you started stockpiling PPE before uh, most long-term care homes did, before the, the rest of us started doing that. Um, how difficult was that, or was it a challenge at all? Getting the PPE supplies in the initial part wasn't a challenge. Yeah, It became more of a challenge uh, in the month of March and April. Uh, obviously, because everyone was scrambling for supplies at the time. Uh, but we had our, our stock uh, well in hand because, we, like I said, we started from January and I converted uh, the sister's dining room that we have in the basement into my pandemic supplies room. So smart. So you trained everybody, got them ready to go based on your experience with SARS. So, you, you know, we've talked about this throughout the pandemic, you know, people looking backwards and, and learning a lesson from SARS and how many people could not believe that we didn't take our experience from SARS and move it over to, you know, this pandemic. Your biggest challenge came after the holidays this year with Omicron. Yeah. Can you tell us what you're dealing with and how you successfully navigated it? 
Uh, it was a huge challenge right after um, New Year's. I had up in total, I had 20 staff members uh, test positive. We treated everyone uh, by a case-by-case basis. I was in contact with all of the staff who had tested positive. We kept everyone home, uh, didn't want anyone here. And we also stuck with the uh, 10-day isolation period. I wasn't comfortable uh, with the ministry guidance of five days uh, because we were still having people test positive after seven days. So we left our policy at the 10 days. Some people went more because they were still testing positive. And another thing that we did was we informed the staff that uh, they wouldn't lose pay. Um, so anyone who I mm. put in isolation, we paid them, and we've done that from the get-go. So you ran your business like a successful business, and you kept your clients safe. Not one case of COVID-19. That is absolutely astonishing. So the Ontario government recently is easing, you know, the restrictions for visitors and lifting vaccine mandates for long-term care staff. How are you at Marianne Home dealing with the challenges here and the changes? Um, what they do there doesn't really affect us here because we've had policies in place before the ministry. I'm not comfortable with the uh, mask mandate being lifted. Um, but at Marianne Home, that's something that uh, we'll have further discussion about because I hear that uh, those mandates are being lifted April 27th. Yeah. Um, at this point, that is not something that Marianne Home will entertain, uh, but we'll see uh, when we cross that bridge. How has the, you know, uh, I guess the reaction changed from family members from the beginning of the pandemic with how you were handling the pandemic to now and how you handle the pandemic? Are they really receptive? Has there been a bit of a, a shift in uh, viewpoints throughout the pandemic? At our facility, I've had no issues with the families. Um, I've been straightforward with them from day one. Um, we continue to have uh, at least two virtual conference calls with the families um, every month. And I go on it. I'm no presenter. I I uh, touch on everything that is going on within the facility to keep them abreast of what's going on. Um, anytime we go in suspect outbreak, I call a conference call just to put their minds at ease and to let everyone know what is going on. We have an excellent uh, set of families here. And once you're transparent with people, um, you can do a lot of things to keep the residents safe. Well, you're literally saving lives. I mean, we saw uh, residents pass away during this pandemic. It's just a, such a tragic occurrence. And in some cases, loved ones couldn't be with them. It's, it's just a horrible situation. Before we go, what's your biggest concern with, with ma- the mass mandate being lifted? And what message would you like to put out to people that might be, um, you know, looking forward to not having to put the mask on again? My personal opinion is I don't understand what the issues are with the mask. It's been shown that it it helps contain uh, the virus. Um, I'm just scared that we're we're, uh, relaxing the measures a bit too soon. We've been going through this for two years now, and a lot of us just want to enjoy uh, the summer that's coming up. Um, And I just feel that we should be very cautious uh, with what we're doing um, and not move too fast. Uh, because we don't want to end up where we were uh, with wave two uh, with all those deaths. 
Bernard, thank you very much for joining us. I really appreciate your time and congratulations on your successful track record. Uh, you're keeping people safe and uh, that's your job and you're doing a great job. Thank you very much. Have a good one. Bernard Borland is CEO of Marianne Home in Richmond Hill. Not one single case of COVID-19 throughout the pandemic with their residents. That's amazing.